hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional. Now I know that you're all anticipating me to now welcome Suzanne because I say the same thing every week, but unfortunately this week I can't welcome her because she is under the weather, but I do have a special guest, her daughter Katie. Hi Katie, how are you? Hi Michelle, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. Oh my gosh, it's such a blessing to have you on because I'm going to out myself here. Uh, The other day, after a couple drinks, I decided I can record this podcast all by myself. And (laughs) it didn't go so well because it's really weird when you don't have somebody responding to what you're saying. And so I just scratched that out, scraped it off or however you want to say it. And then your mom said, I guess. Yeah. Then your mom said, <laughs> Katie can do it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, she called me, but I'm, I'm really excited about the topic today. I feel like I know we went back and forth with topics, but this is a good one. I think this is a great one because about a year ago or probably over a year ago now, you were our guest and we did talk about this topic and I'm sure so much has changed in just a year's time. Oh, so much has changed. I was actually thinking about it this morning. And I feel like it's everything's completely different. So yeah, it'll be fun to revisit. Okay, so we are going to be revisiting beauty and beauty trends for 2022 and any other thing related to that that we can think of. Perfect. Okay, so I'm older. And I usually (laughs) just really trust what my hairstylist says, or the person who does my facial. So I I go with their guidance a lot. So I'm going to let you kick this off and take the lead. And then we'll go from there. Sure. And it's funny, because I listened to the podcast that we recorded, like a year ago, and my philosophy on beauty has completely changed. And I don't know, I think I'm a little bit behind, but right now, and I know that this is a trend, but it's been a trend for years. And I'm just now starting to implement it into my routine is clean beauty. And I know, I think a couple years ago, Sephora started selling like more clean beauty brands. And the clean beauty space has opened up so much. I mean, I would say even five years ago, you couldn't find any decent, clean products. Now, just to make sure, do you know what I mean by when I say clean? I don't. I'm sitting here listening. And the <laughs> thing I can compare it to is like natural beauty. Yeah, it is. It's in that same vein. But basically what it is, I recently read a book and I I don't know the book on the top of my head, but it talks about how in the new age, we're exposed to so many chemicals in our food and in our water. And a big source of chemicals and toxins we get, especially women, is through beauty products. And so, I w- yeah, I would say, I mean, it's all clean beauty. So it doesn't necessarily have to be natural, but products that are considered I think it it can go both ways. It's clean for the environment, but then it's also considered clean for your body. Okay, that makes sense. So you're basically saying it's not so much your face looking clean and fresh, like you're not wearing any makeup. It's more just being better suited for your body, like what you're putting on your body or into your body. 
Exactly, exactly. So, and there's an app and it's called Think Dirty and you can like scan, like I'll put in, you know, you put in the barcode and it has points and anything that's above a certain amount of points is considered it's quote unquote dirty. And it means it has, you know, and then it'll go over the list of chemicals that aren't good for you. And they can be endocrine disruptors or carcinogenic. So clean beauty, I know that's a thing that's become really popular since we, since we talked on this podcast. And I'm trying to incorporate more of those clean products in my life. Are you, do you use, are you, is your beauty routine the same as it was when we spoke last or have you changed anything? No, I just spend more money and add more things into my routine. Right. (laughs) I'm a huge eminence person in the, the esthetician I work with. That's the product line that she sells. And so I use a lot of their products, but I've never even considered going to see if those products are clean, I would think that companies like that would tend to morph or change as the times change. But that's just an assumption. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah. And it's controversial. I mean, I know that some people, you know, they're just like, I don't care. But I think I I feel like is the more I mean, just for me personally, the more I can reduce the amount of toxins I'm exposing my body to the better. And I know last time we spoke, we talked a lot about getting fillers. And yeah, I've completely steered away from that too. Because it, I mean, Botox itself is a toxin. And so it kind of freaks me out putting that stuff in my body. Yeah, because I am now just considering Botox. I think we talked, we did talk about it last time, but I was a little bit, no, I'm not going to do that. But I've started considering it. But I know there are other options to Botox. And I can't think of it. uh, Microderm, is that what is where the little needles go in and they have your body tricked into thinking it needs to produce collagen having a similar effect? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Is that when they put like little needle and I've seen it, I think it's also called like the, or maybe I'm thinking of something else, but it does it like cause blood, like blood all over. (laughs) I'm just like seeing an image of what I think you're talking about, but I'm not sure. But I know that's very popular. Yes, I've never done it myself, but I have been talked to about it. Like this would be a good alternative to Botox. And it does sound like that. It's just little pinpricks, like thousands of little pinpricks. And then your body is tricked into producing collagen. More collagen. I have heard of that. And now they're, I think there's a Korean brand and they started making at home versions and I, it sounds gimmicky, but it is some sort of laser and they used to only do it in at med spas, but now they have these like home versions Uh, and I don't know the name of them on the top of my head, but supposedly they're very effective and they're not painful but it uses some sort of laser light and then an electromagnetic pulse. And that's supposed to diminish the appearance of fine lines as well. But I have not tried it, but I know that's up and coming. Would you trust something at your home? Like, would you trust yourself <laughs> to, <laughs> I was just thinking to do it? That. No, I, I, it makes me nervous. I mean, because 
I mean, even I was watching a tutorial on it. One of the beauty YouTubers I used to watch, she had this at home thing and she said, make sure not to, you know, put it near your thyroid. And as soon as she said that, I'm like, this is not probably not for me <laughs> because, yeah, I, I I don't know, you know, one wrong step and you could be messing with something like your thyroid. <laughs> um, exactly. I want to do or your physical appearance, too, because you've seen people go in and get bo Botox or those treatments with professionals and come out and it looks like the professionals messed up. And I would be just worried I would not be able to go out in public for a week afterwards or weeks or months, maybe. Right, right. Yeah. Well, even um, years ago, I bought like this poor cleaner. It's like it's like a it's kind of gross, but it's like supposed to like suction out like all of the like impurities in your skin. And I used that incorrectly. And I had like red streaks on my face for probably three days. And oh, I no. never used, yeah, I never used it again. So yeah, to your point, I think there is, you really have to be careful with some of those machines. And yeah, I don't know if they're for me. <laughs> I know. I think I'll trust the professionals, but who knows? Maybe one night I'll have something to drink and think I can do it. And yeah. No. Well, and that's when it's most dangerous because I feel like if you've had, because I think I used that, what was it called? I don't remember, but I used it like after a couple glasses of wine. So I was more, probably used it more harshly than I should have. But yeah, it's just interesting because all of those tools that used to be exclusively available at med spas have now become available at home. So I know that's a big thing. And are they affordable? Have you seen or researched <laughs> are, the price? They are within reason. The machine that I, and I don't even want to call it machine, I should say device. And I think it's called like a MediCube. It's like $400. So it's not cheap. But, you know, if you think you go to the med spa and you do one of those treatments, it could be at least $400 for one. That's so true. I think that's, I think that's how they justify it. But yeah, I'm not really ready to take the plunge on any of those devices yet. Yeah, I would agree with you there. But if you ever do take the plunge, send before and after pictures. I will. <laughs> and and you go on YouTube. I mean, they have they have before and after videos of all these things. And it I mean, some of them look like they work. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what how that space continues to evolve. Now, do you find a lot of your beauty tips and how you trend to go um, by watching YouTube or watching TikTok videos, the tutorials? Yeah. So I back in, I would say 2016, when beauty YouTube channels were like at their peak, 2016, 2017, I used to watch those all of the time. Like on a daily basis, I would I would watch like Toddy and Jacqueline Hill. And I mostly went on there for product recommendations. And then within the last couple of years, it came out that a lot of those beauty YouTubers were getting sponsored from companies. So they were just promoting their own, you know, stuff they were getting kickbacks from. So the beauty community and YouTube really died down. And I do not have TikTok. I had it once and it was just so addictive. And I 
was worried about like China getting my information. So I deleted it. But there are actually a lot of really TikTok has a lot of because some of the TikTok videos make their way to Instagram. And that's how I see them. And they have some really good tips. Yeah, I completely forgot about Instagram. But like you said, I would say TikTok is totally addictive. I spend way too much time watching it. And I do oh, worry you do about have TikTok. I do. Yeah. I just worry also about the, you know, China getting my information, right. but I haven't posted anything. I just watch it. So how does that, do you get videos based, not to change the subject, but do you get vid- videos based on what you're searching for? Because I found that when I went on, it really, I mean, almost to the point where it got in my head, like, how do you know this is like the content that I want to see? I mean, that was what was so scary for me about watching TikTok. It's like the next video is just more addicting than the last. I think a lot of my videos, when I signed up, I had to put what my interests were. And so then I think it started there. And then maybe it, I don't know what the the way they process that, but maybe what I watched or what was on my screen longer, they started putting more in or what I shared with other people, they started putting more in. That's all I can contribute it to. But you're right. Sure. They have narrowed it down and they know what our interests are. Yeah, it's it's kind of creepy how accurate it is. So yeah, I don't I don't use it, but there are a lot of um a lot of the, those TikTok videos do make their way on Instagram. I don't know if you can share it on more than one platform, but and I think a lot of products what I find interesting is a lot of things that were popular when I was a, a teenager, the new generation has discovered and they're like, oh, this this lip product's great. And then it'll sell out. And it's like, well, that was popular when I was like, I'm trying to think of an example. There's a lip shade that Clinique came out with. I think it's called like Black Honey. And when I was in high school, it was pretty popular, but there was like popular Gen Z TikToker that was like, this is the greatest color. Now this lip shade has totally taken off again. So it's interesting how even in the beauty space, some of these old school products are coming popular again. Right. And I was reading because I did try to do a little bit of research, but the trends they were showing are so different than what I see every day. But there were a couple that really were throwbacks to the 1990s and 1980s. And even they were talking about a hairstyle that the flip that's throwing it back to like the 60s. Wait, what's but the different. Flip? Like the flip at the bottom of the hair is all I can guess. Like in the 60s, they would wear it high up top and then it would come down and then kind of flip out at the ends. Oh, uh, like sure, sure. Turn outwards. But now it's not so high up there, but they're bringing that flip style back because it's easy and manageable, I guess. I don't know. I didn't right. do a lot of research on it, but there are a lot of things in there that I was like, that's very interesting that it's coming back. The big thing, this is another big beauty trend and this extends to clothes and I am so not on board with it. I actually hate it is Y2K. I don't know if you've heard of that trend that has completely resurfaced, but it's everything. I haven't. It's everything I used to hate. So Y2K is everything that was like trendy in the early 2000s and it started off with clothes I would say early last year, even end of 2020, but now it's expanded to makeup. I've noticed that Gen Z is really big on 
Y2K fashion, Y2K beauty, and it just has never been my thing. <laughs> it will never be my thing. You know what's so crazy is I can remember the style of the 80s because that's when I was in high school. And, sure. you know, I knew what to wear. I knew how my hair needed to be. I knew I had to have huge hair, like killer bangs is what they used to call me, which is kind of embarrassing now, but they did. <laughs> so I remember that fashion great, but the 90s, those were really my mom years. And so I think I just sure. dressed in mom clothes, like Mickey Mouse sweatshirt, things my sister used to just be mean to me about. She she was like, I'd never For be comfort. caught dead. Yeah, comfort clothes. <laughs> and then I think I just kind of went through that style through the early 2000s too. So I don't even know what that trend is or what it looks yeah, like. I can't remember. As far as makeup goes, I don't know if you're familiar with the show Euphoria, but it's really popular and there's not a season on right now, but um, it's on HBO and everything like the makeup has a lot of glitter because back in the day, I'm just thinking even to like early high school when I was in middle school, bright colors, like body glitter was huge. And I just, I mean, for me, I'm in my mid thirties. I don't think any of that's even appropriate. <laughs> I wouldn't even consider it, but that's kind of in the realm of what is considered like millennial or um, Y2K style it's very low-rise jeans which are like the bane of my existence in high school I just I like really you know they're really low rise um, yes yeah just not my bucket hats are in the same category yeah interesting but I know that that's recently made a resurgence as well as that well, let's talk a little bit about the eye region, because there are a lot of trends that I saw. And I'm like, why? Why would you do that? I don't get it. <laughs> but, you know, it's not for me to get. It's not my style. It's how people express themselves. I'm sure people wouldn't want to fill their body with some people wouldn't want to with tattoos, but I have several of them. So to each their own. But there was one trend I came across where they are putting false eye bags under their eyes so they look like they're tired oh you know I did see that which is beyond me I think that was on TikTok because I read an article it's like what did they call it like heroin like they wanted to bring heroin chic back I have seen it on TikTok but I have never seen anybody have you seen someone do that in real life I haven't again I was just looking up okay I might have looked up weird beauty trends right, <laughs> of 2022. Right. And I'll just say the article I looked at was living.alot.com. And that was one of the things they showed, but I've never seen it in person, nor could I think of any reason why people would want to look tired. No. And I almost wonder, and I've noticed this with TikTok, I feel like sometimes people will post something like totally outrageous or absurd, just so their videos get a, I wonder if that was something because, yeah, I don't know why you would want to make your age yourself intentionally. <laughs> exactly. And all I can think is, well, I might be like in trend on that naturally. <laughs> yeah, no, I cannot. I I have never seen it in real life, but I know the video you're referring to that kind of made that go viral. But yuck, no. <laughs> yeah. Now, 
What do you think about this trend with eyeliner where it's like a double liner? So it's underneath the eye and then up like on the crease of the eye. Have you seen that? that? I have seen that and I've seen that in real life. And that is something that Euphoria made very popular that like Euphoria. Have you seen Euphoria? Do you know what show I'm talking about? I haven't seen it. Okay, well, that that's when like the double liner thing. I again, I for me, I think it, you know, that might be a fun thing to experiment with. in you know, if I were in high school, or even college, but now I just I don't get it. Personally, I don't think it, you know, I like one beauty trend that I really got on when it started was contouring. And now it's kind of evened out where it's like natural contouring. And I think anything that makes your face look better or accentuates your features, that's, I like those trends, but the double liner, I just, what does that do for somebody's face? And I saw both versions. I saw where it looked really good on somebody and then one where it was like so obvious. And so it just felt out of place. It didn't help that person who sure. was, you know, very attractive, but it, I didn't think it added anything. So I wonder if that's just something people do on a night out or is that everyday makeup, do you think? I think that is more for, I would think like a night out, you know, when you can like be artistic with your makeup because I have seen it done. And I've seen it a lot in magazines, but it, yeah, it just doesn't seem very practical or wearable and I don't know are you referring to like the colored liner because they do have the trend where it's like colored liner and then I know they do black as well the only ones I saw had black eyeliner on okay yeah because some I've seen it I mean I've seen different variations of it but I do feel like it's something more geared to like I guess a night out Okay. And would you say the same thing about that with the eyelashes? Because they were talking also about colorful eyelashes, like in the purples and the pinks and the different colors. Have you seen that? I have not seen that. I put like purple, like a dark shade of purple, like on just the tips, but just because it brings out the shade of my eyes, I've never done like a full, you know, you would never be able to tell like, oh, that girl has purple on her eyelashes. I've never done like the full purple lash, but I haven't seen it in real life either. Okay. I haven't either, but that's one of the the trends they said. And then I really want to talk about eyebrows because I think people are using their eyebrows as a way to express themselves. And some of these trends, I just don't understand. <laughs> what trends? I And I have not noticed any new things with the eyebrows. What trends are you referring to well maybe they've been there for a while but like the I know people darken eyebrows but there's a trend to bleach the eyebrows now so they almost look like there are no eyebrows and then there's the other trend where they I can't think of the name but they spike them a little bit going up or I've seen like bows put in them bows yeah I can't remember where I saw that but like decorative and I'm just like what are they doing (laughs) Yeah. And that that's a trend. Also, I don't I can't I mean, eyebrows are what shape the face and give the face. What's the word I'm looking for? Not definition, but somebody I think one of my eyebrow, a lady that used to wax my eyebrows said like you can't have 
I don't know. She just illustrated the importance of eyebrows and bleaching them. I mean, especially if you're not, don't have a light complexion. I can't imagine that would do anything positive for your face. (laughs) No, I'm trying to think. I saw it on one of the supermodels. I don't remember which one. And she just looks so different. I, I couldn't believe how much difference that made to her overall look. Right, right. Because it does. It really adds. I, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Well, I know Kim Kardashian back in the day when she had that super and she might have gone back to it recently, like the light icy blonde. She bleached her eyebrows with it and it just looked off like almost alienish. I don't, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. Yeah, me either. And then <laughs> they talk about overgrown eyebrows or laminated eyebrows. And laminated are, again, the ones where they're like kind of perfectly shaped and overgrown. I just think of bushy. So I don't know how else to I explain have it. Se- yeah, I have seen the like where they kind of comb the eyebrow hair up for like a more quote unquote natural look. And actually, I have seen that done, like I've seen images in magazines where it, it looks good, but there's a fine line between to it just looking unkept. But for I recently read that the, you know, back in the day, again, I think this was the 90s, super thin brows were in and they're trying to bring that back, like the really pencil thin eyebrows. And that hasn't been in an like in vogue in a long time, but now. Yeah, no, I saw something about that too. And I think it was a comparison where they took 20 actresses and they showed what their brows look like now. And if they were to have those say, you know, the same actress in 1990, how her brows would probably be shaped. And again, it makes a huge difference. And it it does. Blows my mind. Yeah, but brows are important. I got my eyebrows microbladed, I think in 2020, and it was one of the best beauty decisions I've ever made. I mean, it took so much work, but that's something you really want to find a good place because, yeah, it's your eyebrows and you can't undo that. (laughs) Right. Yeah, my mom has had hers microbladed also. Do you have to do much maintenance with those or once they're done, they're done and that's just it? You're supposed to do it yearly. And I had mine done in 2020. And then I had it done last year. And I'm overdue for, I guess, like a touch up. Um, But they're still there. But it just doesn't look I still pencil them just because they're lighter than I'd like. But yeah, you are supposed to like touch them up or redo them every year. Okay, but how nice you go in once a year, and then you don't really have to worry about it. Exactly. It's just, it's so easy and it it doesn't, it's not painful. I was worried that it would be painful because it's, I mean, they compare it to a tattoo, but it's not quite because it only goes in the first like layer of your skin, but it wasn't painful. Totally worth it, in my opinion. Very good. I don't know that I'm brave enough to do that, but heck, if I do the thing where they put all the little needles in my head, maybe I'll work up to that. Then you then you could definitely do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So what else do you see as far as trends this year? Or other um, beauty things you would like to share with us? I'm trying to think. So, well, as far as plastic surgery, I recently read. So when we spoke last, the Brazilian butt lift was like blowing up. And I 
just watched a video, the new, <laughs> and I'm taking it kind of in a different direction. I'm talking about surgery and procedures, but the country club Brazilian butt lift is the new, supposedly the new Brazilian butt lift. And okay, w- so what does that mean? Country <laughs> so, club butt lift. Like they okay. call, they, yeah, they call it either the skinny <laughs> Brazilian butt lift or the country club. And basically what it is, from my understanding, it's the same thing as the Brazilian butt lift, but you need less body fat to do it because the traditional Brazilian butt lift, you take, you know, body fat from different areas, less desirable areas like your stomach or your hips or your thighs, and then they put it in the back. And this just basically requires less body fat. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting that I think it's just a little more natural than, and, and Going back to your question, I think there has been, just within the last couple of years, people are moving a little more in the direction of natural. I mean, and that's so contradictory because like Y2K makeup is so not natural. But I think in general, people, and I'm speaking for myself as well, kind of want a lower maintenance beauty routine. And I, that could probably be attributed to the pandemic when we were inside all the time and people realized, like, do we need all of these products? But I'm noticing, a, like, kind of a shift in from high maintenance to low maintenance. Okay, so you kind of, as you said, have that contradiction between the Y2K and the natural look. Do you think it's like kids in high school just graduated or the ones with the bigger, bolder makeup and then you know, late 20s, early 30s, that's when they start going into natural? Or do you think it's all down the line that it goes natural most of the time? And then you have those people who use makeup as expression? That's a good question. I don't know, you know, and that could be, you know, because I'm moving into like, you know, I just hit like officially my mid 30s this year. So I don't maybe it is more just the people, you know, my peers, the people I'm surrounded with are in a different you know, we're not going to the bars every weekend. We're not doing the same things we were doing in our late 20s. And people are starting families or already have families. So maybe it is just, <laughs> I don't know if it's where I am in my life and the people that I'm surrounded with, or if it's a, a bigger trend. I feel like it is, but I mean, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I do think... And this would extend to any, you know, even when I was growing up, that the younger generation always is more adventurous when it comes to hopping on the trends. Like, I would never do any of the brow things. I would never do the double liner. But when I was in my 20s, maybe. <laughs> not Probably not the brow thing, but I was definitely more open to that kind of stuff. I completely get that. And now they have all the influencers out there on all the different social media platforms where it's easy to see what's trending and what other people are doing and what's fun and just to fall into that and have fun with it. But I'm happy to say that I think I've always been on trend then or I'm coming back into style because I've always been natural. I never got too wild or crazy with my makeup. Sure, sure. Were you like that way in high school, just 
preferred the natural methods? More of the natural methods. I remember when I was early high school, my mom brought in a Mary Kay consultant to sit with me and show me how to apply makeup and everything. But I wore a little bit, but I never wore too much. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I feel like I went through stages where I was like addicted to tanner and I was really, really tan or I had like a bold brow moment. So I I feel like I did kind of fall into some of those trends. But I have friends that really, I mean, barely dabbled in makeup even when we were in high school. So yeah, I think it, it depends. It's person to person. Yeah, I think I shared the story once before, but I was working once and I was in my early 20s and someone walked into the building and they're like, hey, Christine. And I'm like, no, she's my sister. And the person actually said to me, oh, I thought you were, you were Christine. You just weren't wearing any makeup today. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess my sister Thank wears more you. makeup. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, I am so happy that you were my guest today and that you came on I do have a question for you. I'm just curious because your mom said, you know, she was suggesting topics and she, one of them was five things that every girl should have in her purse or every lady should carry with her. And she actually made a guess as to the five things that you would say you should always have with you. And I'm just curious how close you come. Oh, so you have her list that she has for me. Yeah, she said, I could guess Katie's five, and then she listed them. So I'm just curious how well she knows you and how you're syncing up here. So are these beauty products or just makeup products? Beauty products, scents, yeah. Beauty, okay. So not makeup products because makeup... No, they could, they could be makeup. Makeup or uh, tools beauty. or smells or... Okay. So the first thing on my list would be mascara. I absolutely at all times have to have mascara. Was that on her list? Or you- that one was not on her list. Oh my gosh. Mascara would be my <laughs> number one because I'm blonde. And so I have like tiny blonde thin lashes and I feel very self-conscious if I don't wear mascara. So that would be my number one. Number two would probably be lip liner. Was that on her list? She said signature lipstick, which is kind of close, but different. Yeah, that's, I'll give it to her. But I would say I don't even wear lipstick. I probably just wear like lip liner because I just like how it looks. So lip liner, mascara, and I have three more. And my mom has not gotten any of them so far. I would say probably, even though I have microblading, probably my eyebrow pencil. Um, that is on her list. Okay, so that she got that one. Yeah, definitely that is on my list. Probably, so I have, I get two more, probably my perfume. And a signature um, fragrance is on her list also. Yes, signature fragrance is definitely one of my items I need. And then... The last one, I would have to say a good moisturizer. And that isn't on her list, but I could understand why you would say moisturizer too. 
Okay. So what were her the ones that I missed? Okay. So the first thing on her list was a highlighter. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I don't think that's essential, but I do always have highlighter with me. Okay. Like, so she kind of got that right. Right. Okay. And then the signature fragrance, a signature lipstick, an eyelash curler, and an eyebrow pencil. So eyelash curler, I don't know where she came up with that. I, I probably, I used an eyelash curler actually last week just because I saw somebody do something with it, like, like a hack where you can heat it up with a blow dryer. So I tried it, but before that, I haven't used an eyelash curler in years. So that's funny that she added that to the, what she thought my list would be. Do you use eyelash curlers? I don't. They scare me. You can pull out some lashes with those. I mean, they're, yeah, that's, that's funny that she added that to the list. Well, she did pretty good. I mean, signature lipstick could be a signature lip liner too, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) So what would be in your bag, your five items? In my five items, I don't carry very much with me. I have like a hand cream I carry with me, uh, like a nice chapstick or uh, lip balm and that's about I do like my perfume so I usually have one close by so probably just those three things okay so very basic but that's good I think I didn't even lip balm's a good one too yeah so I I put on my makeup the little I wear and then I leave it and yeah (laughs) just go with the day I'm on my way (laughs) well I do thank you so much for being here today and of course I'm sending your mom all the best wishes as she recovers and hopefully she'll be back with us soon and then you come back again soon and then we can talk about fragrances or something else which would be so fun yes I would love that well thank you for having me and I hope yeah to join another fun topic in the near future Okay, we'll find one, but you think of one too and just let us know. I will. Thank you. Yeah. So with all that shared, I'm just going to say cheers, everyone. 